Y'all, what is up? Now, if you haven't listened to my last theorizing recording, go now. It contains good information that you need to know. Go. Watch it. Now. Have you done it? Have you? Okay, okay. I always thought those shows were so weird, though. The ones that expected you to say something like Dora the Explorer, it would still be cute. What if you messed up as a kid? What if she said, can you say Papa? And you didn't. It would still be cute. I mean, when I found out the truth behind those shows, my childhood was poof. It was gone. When I say gone, I mean forever. It disappeared into the black void of friggin' space, y'all. I was broken. The same kind of broken when you find makeup products in the back of your dad's car and find the same ones in your stockings for Christmas that year. (laughs) Now, it is TV Tuesday, and we're going to review the Kissing Booth franchise. Y'all, I don't know where to start with this series, and you'll see by the end of this recording. So, movie one of the trilogy franchise was by far my favorite. The rest of the movies are downright stupid, but this one had no stupid decisions. Beside the main one that literally caused the whole plot of the movie. But honestly, every plot does start with a bad decision. But yeah, the first movie sets the stage. Ella's best friends with Lee, and they're basically the same person. They were born on the same day, at the same time, by moms who were literally best friends. Their names are actually the same word backwards. Elle and Lee. How creative can you get? Anyway... We learn that these two have a list of so-called bestie code rules, or something like that. And the most obvious, or the most meaningful one in this movie is, Lee's smoking hot older brother is Noah is off limits. Then Ellen and Noah fall in love, they have a secret affair, Lee finds out, and blah 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 blah. The second movie is where it gets juicy. So, it starts with the same way the last movie ends. Ellen and Lee are back to being besties, and her and Noah are still in love and dating. Now, here's where the problem comes in. Noah goes off to college at Harvard. A new guy, or should I say suitor, steps up to the plate for Elle, Margot, a smoking hot musician who just joins or joined Elle's school. (laughs) Him and Elle start talking, and it's clear there's chemistry between the two. Meanwhile, Noah is friends with this supermodel, and I say that with quotation marks. They're just friends, he tells Elle, and this is true. Sure, their friendship gets a little suspicious sometimes, but at the end of the day, they're just friends. Elle starts getting suspicious when she starts seeing... Um, her and his Instagram posts. Her name is Chloe, by the way. <laughs> so Elle is starting to get jealous of Chloe because Noah is always awkward when she brings up the subjects. And it seems to be, or she seems to be, the topic consuming his and Elle's minds lately for different reasons, as you can see. Elle thinks that Noah is breaking Elle's trust and she feels the need to break his. You see, Elle wants to go to college with Noah and her dad doesn't have enough money for tuition. There's a big dance-a-thon competition that is offering some big bucks. So Elle and Lee take the chance since they've been playing on this game for their whole lives. Like, literally, they've been playing this game together since they were two. Anyway, um, so what I don't get is that Elle lives in a friggin' mansion and she needs tuition money. <laughs> money. <laughs> okay, 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 guys, I'm, I'm okay. I promise. Um... So, but what I, I really don't get how big her house is. Like, she actually lives in a penthouse. Like, her house is beautiful. She's got, like, these, the, the architecture is amazing. The paneled walls, like, she's got everything she can imagine. And her cousins or her partner family, I want to say, literally has, like, an actual mansion. Like, they also own a beach house on the side. And it just doesn't make sense. Like, why can't she ask him? That's that's what I don't get. Like, 
why, why can't she ask him? They have money. She has money. And she apparently needs tuition money. I get it. It's Harvard. It's hard. But, like, come on. Anyway, Elle and Lee are trying really hard, and they soon learn that Margot is way better than Lee at dancing. Lee fakes breaking his leg on the dance-a-thon machine, so Elle can have a better chance at winning with Margot. Margot starts practicing with Elle, and their chemistry is just building up and up. One day, Elle is at Lee's house when his mom, Flynn, my personal favorite character, hands her a box with plane tickets in it and a sweatshirt that says Harvard. So, Elle's going to Harvard. Now, quick pause to just talk about my favorite character real fast. So, my favorite character is Miss Flynn because she's non she's non-biased. She like doesn't have an opinion really. She just states the facts and she always states good facts. She always states what's need to be said and what's need to be heard and she's always thinking about other people. She never thinks about herself and she's just constantly always trying to figure out how to make other people happy and what would benefit others. She's always trying to help other people, I guess is what I'm trying to say. She won't look at a situation and think, how will this benefit me? She looks at another situation and thinks, how will this benefit other people? But yeah, Elle is going to Harvard. She arrives at the first, well, the first thing she does when she gets there is dinner with Noah's friends, including Chloe. Elle starts getting insecure at the meal because she's beautiful and everyone seems to like her. Like, she's going around the restaurant giving everyone hugs. Random people. Like, even Noah's friends don't know who these people are. She she knows a restaurant owner, she knows a chef, she knows all these random people at the bar, and she's just hugging them. And do you know the thing that people do when, like, they're French? I don't know if it's, like, a religious thing or whatever. When they kiss each other's cheeks, well, not actually kiss, but they they go over to each other's cheeks and like and get close and then they peck you know and they do that to each other's cheeks and it's like a welcoming gesture (laughs) sorry guys yeah she does that to like a ton of people and everybody knows her and everybody seems to like her like as she walks in there's all these oohs and ahs from noah's friends saying how beautiful she is and like how perfect she is and of course that's gonna make ella insecure and so that night after the dinner, um, Ella and Noah spend a little few minutes on the bridge where Noah says something pretty romantic about, like, I love you, Elle, I love this girl, blah, blah, blah. And that night, they, um, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, the next morning, Ella's packing when her toothbrush falls under the bed. There she finds a woman's earring and slams the door angrily. She flies home from Harvard, and she's on her phone when she sees a pic of Chloe. And wouldn't you know, it's the same one earring she found under the bed so she struck because she literally found another girl's earring under her boyfriend's bed that's sus okay y'all if that's not sus i don't know what is and so she calls noah and he assures her that there is nothing going on between him and chloe she still doesn't believe it though and honestly i wouldn't either because the thing with me is that i have to have proof and once i have proof there is nothing that can stop me from believing that Like, if somebody comes up and tells me a rumor, I won't believe that. I'm not that kind of person. But if I see it from my eyes, there is a nothing. Or if I see a piece of evidence, there is a nothing that will stop me from believing that. Like, I, that's just the kind of person I am, honestly. Um, so, Elle's feeling very insecure, and Marco can see it. And, um, he asks her to take a walk with him on the beach to talk about their personal problems. And... 
So they share a talk about how they're feeling, and he says that if he had her, he would never let her feel like anything less than the most important person, <laughs> the most important person in the world to him. Marco is the right choice. This is when you realize that Marco is the right choice. Noah is just staying in Harvard, not even trying to make Elle feel loved or acknowledged or heard, while Marco is singing to her on the freaking beach. I bet you ten hundo if Margo was in Noah's spot, he would fly all the way back to Elle just to assure her that he was not sleeping with Chloe. But no, Noah just settles it with one phone call and isn't even acknowledging Elle's feelings right now. Yeah, but no, Noah's too dang selfish to even think of that. I mean, yeah, I would even break up with... I mean, guys, I'm, I'm, I promise you, I am fine. Like, if... Marco were in Noah's place, I bet he would break up his friendship with Chloe just to make sure Elle was feeling how she should, just to make sure Elle knows that he loves her and he would do anything for her. But no, Noah's too dang selfish to even think of that. Yep, Margo is my choice, clearly. He's my opinion. I personally think that Margo is just the better choice in general. He does everything right, and of course he's the better choice for Elle. I mean, Everything he says, he's been fighting, he fights for her throughout the two movies he's in, and she still chooses Noah, even though Noah actually runs away from her in most of the movies. You know, I mean, it's, it's just a clear choice. I get it. Noah may be hotter. Well, not in my opinion. I think Margot's hotter in my opinion. But it doesn't matter. Personality matters to me. And the first thing I look for in a guy is funny. Actually, the character trait of funny. I don't know why. But I just, I want a guy with a sense of humor. I don't know why. But anyway, back to it. Um, so, Margot is my choice. And anyway, the competition is here and Ellen and Margot win. But their performance, in their performance, they kiss. At the very end, Noah, or Margot, <laughs> no, Noah ain't up there. He doesn't care about her. Um, they kiss. Margot dips her and it's just a moment shared and it's beautiful and I loved it. But then... She just had to spot Noah in the crowd. And the funny thing is, is that when Noah actually shows up, something bad happens on his end. But Elle looks at this as a bad thing. Stupid Elle. This is a good thing. You should have chosen Margot. This was your chance and you broke it. But in the end, her and Noah make up and she's not romantic with Margot, sadly, because Elle's dumb. And But they do stay besties. Also, this whole thing has has been happening. Oh my God, guys, I, I promise you, I promise. <laughs> it's happening with Lee and Rachel, but I'm too sad to mention it. They kind of ruined Rachel in this movie, honestly. They gave her a bad rap and made her this like psycho controlling girlfriend. And honestly, the problem she's going through is kind of relatable when your BF or GF has a best friend that's of your gender or of the gender that they are attracted to. And that's, that's kind of rough. And also, especially when they're spending all their time with them and they don't really acknowledge you a lot or as you would want them to, as much as you would want them to. But Rachel kind of just took it over the top or I feel like they took Rachel's um, feelings over the top a little bit and I didn't really like it at all. And of course they had to make us sit through another one of these things because why not? So it starts out just like, one all or just like the one before did all sunshine and rainbows um ellen lee or ellen lee are still besties rachel and lee are still together and ellen noah are still together so but as soon we 
or as soon as the movie starts, we learn out that Miss Flynn, my favorite character, is selling the beach house after this summer. Um, the kids, and by the kids I mean Lee, Rachel, Ella, Noah, offer Miss Flynn a deal. If they get to have fun and stay at the beach house for that whole summer, they'll clean it out and help them sell it. Now, this house has a lot of sentimental value because the Flynn's and Elle have spent a lot of childhood summers at this beach house, and they've made a lot of memories too. But Miss Flynn does comply, and their summer begins. Elle gets a job at the restaurant, and guess what? Marco's back. Maybe Elle will make the right choice this time. No. So she finds him at the restaurant, and they basically tell each other that they're better off as friends, and yeah, she doesn't make the right choice. Anyway, they're good as friends, or so Elle thinks. Later that week, she and Lee find an old summer bucket list that they put together when they were kids. They decided to get every single thing done this summer on that bucket list that they didn't as kids. Meanwhile, Noah's trying to be romantic with Elle, but it's hard because she has to do so many things on the bucket list. It's hard to make room for him. And she shouldn't be making room for him in the first place. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a messed up kid. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, she, when she does have time with him, the four go out and have fun. By four, I mean, um, Lee, Rachel, Ella, Noah. But Margo usually tags along with this stuff or starts tagging along and Noah doesn't like it. He's starting to get jealous again and Elle can see it too. Also, college seems to be the topic on everyone's busy minds because Elle doesn't know if she wants to go to Harvard or Berkeley. She has a heart-to-heart talk with Miss Flynn eventually, and she gives up some of, or she gives Elle some pretty good advice. Then, wouldn't you know, Noah breaks up with Elle because apparently he doesn't want to be the influence of her decisions that won't make her happy in the long run. Which is kind of stupid because she's told him repeatedly that whichever decision she makes, she just wants to be with him, and that's why she's making it. This causes a domino effect. Rachel breaks up with Lee because she doesn't want to end up like Noah and Elle. And she tells Lee that maybe they'll end up together in the end. Yep, they spent three movies building up this relationship just so they can break up. Honestly, this just adds fuel to the fire for me. I bet if she and Marco were together, they wouldn't have broken up. So she didn't choose Marco and she and Noah didn't even end up together. At least make it worth my while, Netflix. I can't even begin to describe how disappointed I am in this franchise. Anyway, you will like this movie if you like to judge visual entertainment and like to yell at the TV. I guess rom-com lovers would enjoy this too, but honestly, the last movie made me hate the franchise even more. Like, okay, so the first, no, the second movie, we're introduced to this way better version of Noah, who literally would do anything for Elle. Elle is too blind to see it, and she stays with Margot, or no, sorry, Noah. I wish she stayed with Margot. Um, and just so they can break up. Literally, that is the worst ending ever. Marco was obviously the better choice, and he was always there for Elle, whether Noah could or couldn't be. He was just a better person overall, and I wish you saw that. But anyway, that is it for my TV Tuesday. I had a lot of fun talking about this subject, actually. I feel like I could really let my opinion come out, and it was pretty cool. All in all, I did enjoy this franchise a lot because I could make fun of it, and I guess it was pretty entertaining. Netflix, I guess you do deserve a thumbs up, but there is a ton of thumbs downs coming or I already gave you thumbs downs, you know? So please accept my verbal award and my verbal scolding. Um, and there is a lot of anger behind all these compliments, but I do hope you enjoyed this. Have a great day.